Hello and welcome to the 74th installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, joined by our co-host, Jordan. That's me. Jordan, what's what's going on? <sighs> what's going on here? We are remote again. However... Jordan, why are we remote <laughs> again, Jordan? It's not because I feel sick, but it's because Letsy has COVID. So, and this time it's not this a kid hypothetical. This is a COVID magnet. Yeah, dude. My uh, my sister-in-law, we spent Christmas with my family and Letsy's family going back and forth. And like two days after Christmas, my sister-in-law tested positive. So then we isolated for a few days. And I've been perfectly fine. And I remain fine to this moment. Uh, but Letsy's fucking dying. Like literally damn. the sickest I've seen her in the five years we've been dating. So, God damn. So yeah, it's uh, it's not, not great. But yes, we are separate again. Uh, because, you know... I don't want to kill Chris and his family. I mean, I do, but, you know, not that way. I want to, I want to enjoy it. Well, yeah, it. he wants to be more direct about it. <laughs> yeah, I want to enjoy it when I do. Um, of course. But, yeah, so Bovid Round 2 is occurring. Uh, for those who may not have been listening long or maybe don't remember, I've actually had COVID before, as has Letsy. So, it's enough yeah. COVID for the both of us. Pretty much, yeah. So it's just Bovid Round 2, baby. But uh, we're surviving. You guys have had it twice. I've had it none times, so. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Christmas was disastrous for this country, dude, for COVID. <laughs> the numbers are bad. <laughs> was it Was it that bad? Yeah, the, it's it's bad. Like, our, our boss, for example, waited in line from, like, 9 a.m. to, like, 11 or 12, so, like, noontime for a test. And that's, like, Damn, you know. a quick wait in most parts of the world, out uh, of the country. I mean, it's a lot longer. That's crazy. You're telling me that everyone seeing each other, that they seeing people they haven't seen in a long time, being in a closed space in cold and flu season during a pandemic led to a spike in infections. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it either. Like, who who would have genuinely thought? Like, imagine having the foresight to have kind of thought about that. You'd have to be a genius, I would assume, yeah. right? Yeah, I think that would be that would be like genius levels of. Uh, of comprehension <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no but uh yeah so everything's just fucked at the moment but this announcement fire podcast is still going strong even if it is remote the show must go on the show must go on and as always you can find us natively on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, breaker radio public spotify and of course the rss feed link you know in the description take it put it wherever you want listen to it we're also on podcast and as always youtube.com got the video portion and uh yeah you can uh, contact us via email, snapsmusfire at pm.me. Comments, questions, concerns, or death threats, as well as the comment section down below. Uh, and right off the bat, Chris, Happy New Year. It is January 1st when we were recording this. It is January 1st, an hour after we were going to record because of, my, because of me. Because I'm a COVID magnet and Chris is a fucking sloth. Well, listen, I don't usually stay up, like, crazy late, but I was up to, like, 2 o'clock last night. Damn. Do what? Stardew? Well, we're going to find out in a moment. Ooh, okay. I think I know exactly what it was then. But, uh, yeah, so, we are in the new year, so happy new year, everyone. We have big plans for 2022, uh, pandemic 2022 is going to be a huge year. It's going to be a huge year um, on <laughs> on June 3rd. On June 3rd, 2022, we're going to make a video where it's just going to be me and Jordan having a gunfight in the middle of the in the middle of the street. 
Uh, I thought we were saving that for the 4th of July, man, for the new year. Nope, 3rd of June. 3rd of June at 11.06, we'll say, p.m. It's going to be at nighttime. We're not going to do it in the a.m. We're going to do it in the dark. Yeah, and we got to do it outside your house because, like, that's not atypical for... Oh, yeah, for where I live. And and also, and the best part is, like, you have neighbors and stuff, but, like... There's a lot more neighbors around me directly, so oh, we want as so much. So it's like collateral it's damage. more likely it's more likely that we'll take out, you know, an extra person, like a stray bullet will hit someone. Yeah, and there's a highway behind my apartment too. So if you, you know, if a stray mm. bullet goes that way, you could take out an entire interstate at that point. I mean, that's possible. You never yeah. know. That, if that... You, you clip someone's tire; they roll thirty-seven times. <laughs> you just you just fire one bullet, it misses, and I'm like, man, Chris, you suck. And then you hear multi kill. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Godlike. <laughs> Doom Slayer. I'm like, what the fuck? What just happened? Chris gets You've a Chris gets a nuke. Off one you shot. have like a 500 kill streak. You drop a nuke. <laughs> but yeah, that's all right. There you go. June third. Mark your calendars. We'll have to make like this really dumb freaking either like animation or we'll uh do like a nerf gun shootout and that'll be our let's our make release. it let's let's make something and then do like the worst special effects anyone's ever seen i'm talking like i'm gonna pull the frame the frames of the video into paint and like draw <laughs> an explosion yeah there you go frame by frame sounds like a plan but uh chris we haven't really talked much, actually, this time, not because we avoided it, but because I haven't been at work in five days. I've been working from home due to COVID. So, how was yeah, Christmas I've, for you? Yeah, um, I, it was pretty good. I mean, I, I'm not, like, a big uh, present guy to begin with. Like, I don't really give, like, crazy presents. I don't really care if I get crazy presents. Um, I got a couple interesting things, though. Yeah? Like what? Uh, He's like, I got I a got... Uh, human. No, 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 no! I didn't get that. Uh, I finally I got a um, electric, uh, like cordless uh, impact driver. Nice. Um, I got the three eighths drive one because it's the Harbor Freight special. And last time I got Harbor Freight special tools, they broke in less than a year. Jesus. So, so I want to. We're feeling this one out, and if it, and if it continues to work, great. I'll get the half inch. And if it doesn't, I'm going to get, like, the Makita one or something. Yeah. Yep. Now, we, um... The, the only thing is with the Makita one, the Makita one is, like, 400 bucks. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah. I just actually bought but I've a already, DeWalt I've drill. But I've already used it. I've already used it a couple times. It's pretty good. You pretty bought good. what? A DeWalt drill. I ended up just buying a drill. I got it. It was originally $170 for the kit. Two batteries, the drill, the carrying bag, and, uh... Yep. I got a $50 Amazon gift card from someone, so I was like, oh, cool. And then I saw the drill for $100, so $60 off, yeah. or $70 off, and I was like, hell yeah, $50 yeah, out of pocket. At, I was looking at Amazon for tools, and like the only high-end tools they have are, are DeWalt. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's some and sort I wanted of contract to, or something. Maybe. I wanted to get Makita because my dad has Makita tools, and that way we have all these Makita tools and all these Makita batteries and, and we can chargers, all just yeah. share share tools and chargers and batteries. Yep, yep. No, I had it's a, way uh, less of a pain in the ass that way. I had a DeWalt drill that my dad gave me when I moved out that uh sank <coughs> to the bottom of a tub and uh it was working oh, no. pretty good. It was it was working pretty good the year or two years that I've had it since then. Uh until the other day I charged it 
Then the next morning I went to use it and I just hit the trigger and it just had like a slight spark and then never moved again. And the battery oh, just no. died. So I bought a new one. Um, and it's nice though. I, uh, I'm pretty sure my dad still has like his original DeWalt stuff from like fucking 20 years ago. Wow. It has the big 18 volt nickel cadmium batteries. Yeah, that's, that's what this um, one had, the old one. The and that shit, nice that shit still works. The batteries are like kind of tired, but it still works. Those are good tools. Yeah, no, my uh, the new one is awesome. It's a 20 volt. Uh, it's so much more <clears throat> compact than the other one I had. And it's funny because I've you never... You that little like snub nose one? Uh, no, no, it's like a, it's not so much the actual nose of it that's smaller. The actual uh, drill portion of it is the same. It's the handle and the mm. battery because it used to have the big fuck off nickel cadmium battery you were just talking about on the yeah, old one. Yeah. It weighed like eight pounds when you're trying to drill something. It sucked. <laughs> There's a new one. There's yeah. a 20 volt and it weighs probably like four pounds. Maybe it's way lighter. Um, and it's so powerful, dude. Like I, I charged up both batteries. I went to test it. I put the freaking battery on, dude. That thing screams. I've never actually owned a brand new out of the box drill. I've always had hand-me-downs. So it was yep. it was shocking to see how powerful a brand new out of the box drill is, dude. Yeah, I uh, I was using my my impact the other day, and I'll I'll talk about that later. But um, I'll talk about what I was doing later. <clears throat> Basically, um, the the tool itself weighs like a couple pounds, and then it has this big four amp hour battery. Holy and you put it shit. on, and it and it just like doubles the weight. God damn. It's not bad, though. It's way less of a pain in the ass than air tools. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially with the setup you have going on at, at your house, too, where you have your air hoses yeah. and they're running, like, a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, I don't know what it is with, like, um, how it works with, like, pneumatics. But if it's, like, if there's power loss over distance, I imagine there has to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. Especially because we're using, like, three different sizes of hosing going all the way out of the... <laughs> I the shop. <laughs> and it's not even going from bigger to smaller. It's like bigger to smaller to bigger. So, so you're completely fucked. Oh, yeah. So there's like there's a kink somewhere. So you lose like 80% of your pressure. Yeah. It's a whole it's a whole hassle. And then you have to worry about like I'm you know kind of stupid. So I might like step on one of the airlines. A rock goes clear through it and blows it up. You drop uh, some, your car after you're done working on it and it lands on the airline. You're like, shit. Yeah, exactly. And... My impacts, my uh, pneumatic impacts, <clears throat> they don't, like, really hold the sockets on them very well. Yeah. I did notice that when we have worked with them in the past, they don't. Which I feel like that's just something impacts don't do, like pneumatic ones. Even my dad's the same way. The socket will just fucking mm. fly off if you, if you my... let it go. This one I got, the electric one, is the sockets don't want to come off. <laughs> That's they good, are at least. on there. That's good because you can I have fuck the, people up with that, dude. The front, the front is already kind of marred up because I have to pry the socket off every time. <laughs> That's funny. I uh, I almost ejected a socket off my dad's impact through his truck window one day when I, I was putting my tires <laughs> on and I pulled the impact off the lug and I hit the trigger as I was doing it and it just spun at like a forty-five degree angle, like just whittling. And I was like, oh, "Fuck, Jesus!" It. That thing almost went Mach ten through someone's face. But God damn. But yeah, that's good. At least you got a nice new tool. Uh, yeah, I also got a uh, a low-profile jack, nice. so like one of the the thin ones, so it can go under my car, which is really low. Yeah. Are you keeping it in your car? Or do you keep it at your workshop? Oh no, it's like a full floor jack. Oh, so full I can't floor really... jack. Okay. 
Oh, so and it's just I have low. the one okay. that's. Yeah, I have the one that came with my car. Yeah, it's amazing how many people don't know that <laughs> there's one in your car too. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like I I've heard <clears throat> a lot of stories. Was like, oh, I blew out a tire on the highway. I had to wait an hour for a tow truck. No, you don't. There's a spare. Look in the <laughs> trunk. There's a spare tire. Yeah. Like you the shouldn't. amount of people who drive, it, you shouldn't be able to get a license if you don't know how to change your tire. Honestly, I know it's like like you know, how how likely that is to happen, especially in a city too, like where I live. We're not talking about like highways, which that happens enough on highways, but let alone city driving as bro, well. Bro, in that that city, dude, it's full cities, especially when you go on back roads, like lesser populated streets. It's just the streets are full of like little craters they're yep. full of potholes oh yeah oh yeah baby yeah it's it's pretty bad trust me i know that and one. especially if you have a car like mine with like thin little tires yeah very low profile tires where every time you hit a bump it actually smashes into the fucking rim yeah and you hit a bump and you have like this really stiff like suspension too so it it, it reverberates through your entire body oh dude nothing nothing makes me angrier then when you hit bumps, but it's just hard enough that, like, you feel it in the steering wheel, that will really piss me off. Like, if you <laughs> if you hit a bump and you're like, ooh, oh, yeah, I felt that one pretty good, but you have your suspension takes most of it. When you hit a real bump and you feel your steering wheel slam and you're just like, I want to kill. I'm out for blood at this point. It's like, I, someone's going to die. <laughs> I will end someone's life in my vicinity. Doesn't matter who. Someone will die. Yeah, there was one time on my street they were uh, they were putting in I think water lines or gas lines or something, so they had this like, like the lines were already there. They just had to run it to the house. So like, I guess the process there is they dig like this little hole in the street and they run a line through it. So they had this like six inch by six inch like hole, square hole in the ground, that they had drilled and they didn't mark it with like a cone or anything. And my wheel went in it <laughs> when I was driving by. Oh, and then man. I guess I was I didn't do any damage, and I was on my way back from where I was going. And I saw someone else uh, who I guess also hit the, the hole and was, like, taking pictures of it to send to the city to complain. Wow. You know, um, you know the Walmart right near your house? Yeah, there is... unfortunately I do. <laughs> If you go down the back road to get there instead of the main road, like right after the dude, highway, that, that there's like a four you might foot as divot. Well, dude, you need you need like an off roading rig <laughs> to go go through that road, bro. Let's see, hit you it need one like time. a you need like a rock crawling rig. Literally, let's see, and I went in there one time, and it was in her Corolla, and she hit it before there was a cone there. It was nighttime. And I swear, I thought I dropped. I feel like the car dropped for like 10 seconds before we hit ground again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the loudest yeah, slam I, ever. I, I cut through there one time. Um, I think this is, this was when I had my, I think this was when I had my Jeep or maybe even my Accent. And I turned on my high beams because it was night. I turned on my high beams because there was no one else around. And I just slalomed in between all the. <laughs> potholes yeah like um, you have to like really avoid i was like crossing the double yellow as i go across the i pretty much always uh, drive i don't in think the there's any lines there. back there but yeah i pretty much drive in the center there because like the sides are just distraught like it's just destroyed and a, and a lot of times if like if there's people who 
are coming the opposite way, they'll let you go if you're going around a pothole, or or you you'll let them go to go around a pothole. Yeah, yeah, it's like common knowledge that 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 area is just a complete hazard. It is a hazard. Like, like you would be better off taking your Fiesta or like my Cobalt and going in a fucking swamp. You probably have better luck. Yeah. You'd probably have better luck if, like, uh, if you drove it, like, over an actual canyon. <laughs> I'm gonna climb the sides of the Grand Canyon with it, dude. Um, yeah, just climb up the side. Yeah, just straight in vertical. In my front-wheel drive car. Straight vertical, dude. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so overall, Christmas was pretty good. Anything else Christmas-related you wanted to go into? No. Alright. Uh, yeah, Christmas, just in general quick recap christmas for us was pretty good until obviously the news that came after but got some pretty cool gifts awesome family it all went nice and smooth so shall we transition into the big topic of the day the big old topic the big topic something we promised a long time ago that we are now doing well it was delayed not you know it wasn't our fault that it took so long no 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 it was just a long time ago that we brought this up <laughs> We are going to do, we are currently in the transition of The Witcher Season 2 spoiler cast. So, if you have not seen The Witcher yes. Season 1 or The Witcher Season 2 and you have interest in not having it spoiled <coughs> for you, do not listen at this point. Look at the timestamps down below. There's going to be a timestamp for when you can kind of skip past. Um, if you finished Season 1 but not Season 2 and you don't care, listen. If you don't care in general, listen. You get the gist. But we are currently about to go into the spoiler cast. So... Yes. Chris, what do you think of the second <clears throat> season compared to the first? Any better? Any worse? What do you think? I thought it was I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um I did watch the the 15 minute recap of season 1. As did I. <clears throat> just to refamiliarize myself with what was happening. Yep. Um I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. I'm glad they dropped the whole non-linear thing. Oh, absolutely. I'm really glad they did that. Absolutely. You know, it was um, awesome, and I do agree. The non-linear <laughs> thing was the most confusing part of the whole series. And The Witcher's already such a large, <coughs> dynamic world that adding it's like, something it's like really that... It's really convoluted, the lore and everything. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. But this season did that a lot better. Like, I knew moment to moment, I knew what was happening, who was who, what we were doing. It was yeah, exactly. much better for that. Um, I thought, uh, I guess there were some people who were upset that it deviated from the books. Hmm. Makes sense. Even though this was like, I guess it was kind of supposed to be based on the books, but like, you know, who gives a shit, you know? Well, like we said, because I know we mentioned it to each other briefly about the deviation. The books are there. <clears throat> you can read the books. Yeah, the books, the books still exist. If you want the story that's told in the books, you can read the books. Yeah. Like, I mean... To me, like, my version of The Witcher is The Witcher 3, and that's infinitely different from this show, so I'm not mad that it's different, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But um, it was really good. I think season two is better than season one, personally. Um, I, I agree. I think um, the... I, I'm still just impressed with the, the choreography and, and combat in that show. Yeah. It is comedic. It is how so good. good. It is. So good. Like, no right to be that good. There, um, so there was a plot point that I had issue with. What's that? So, okay. So at the end of season one, I think this is like the last episode of season one where they go, it's the big group and they go to f find the dragon. Yes. Yep. 
And basically at the end, it was like essentially revealed that like, oh, um, Yennefer's pissed at Geralt because he wished like on the djinn, uh, used the djinn to wish them like together, basically. Yeah. And, and then, so she leaves basically. She's like, ah, fuck this guy. He only wishes for love. Yeah. And then, um, Yaskir tries to say something and he just tells him to fuck off too. But in season two, Yaskir's in, in jail basically because you know there's someone wants information about Geralt, and he doesn't really know anything because Geralt doesn't say much. And the little he did say was pretty much "fuck off." <laughs> yeah. So, and now Geralt needs something from Yaskir, so he breaks him out of prison and just expects him to help. He's just like, I'm only here because I need something from you. Yeah. And and Yaskir's like, yeah, whatever, man. We're buddies again. No. What the hell? It was a little forced because I expected there to be a buildup where he breaks out Yaskir yeah, no, and he he's apologizes. A... And he does apologize after. But it's he not. He kind of does, but like, he's still like, I feel like he's still kind of like, I wouldn't do the same thing. I'd be like, what the fuck you, guy? I'm not going to help you now. You only came back because you need my help. Yeah. He, if anything, it would have made more uh, sense in the story to have him use the sign. I forget what it's called uh, to influence his mind. And basically, Oh, actually. That's what I thought. Atsy. I keep thinking, I keep confusing that for Idney, but obviously Idney's fire. Um, yeah. He should have used yeah. Atsy to like basically calm him down and be like, yo, help me out. That would have made more logical sense. But yeah, that was probably the only part as well that I was like. Why is he helping him? What is his motivation? Why isn't he just like, all right, deuces, like, I'm out. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Like, what's in it for him? Yeah, exactly. And then and then even then, too, like, the help that he gives is also not super executed on. Like, the, the whole Jasper thing um, at the end. Yeah. It made sense, yeah. but it's still a little weird how that came to. But overall, I mean, I, I think the story as a whole this season made a lot more sense than the first season. Um, mostly yeah, due to the yeah. whole being linear and not <laughs> super all over the, the place. Um, I also want to say uh, Eskel, who's in The Witcher 3, which takes place after the books and the show, yeah. dies in season 2. Dude, the witchers they killed. killed off are fucking crazy. Like They killed off so many. They killed so many witchers. And the way Eskel dies, it's like one episode he appears and then he's dead he's there and then he's dead like i, I when it was out of left field i'm not angry about it i just think they could have used another witcher they had like 20 guys who are just like extras basically yeah and they could have just used one of them yeah and had the same impact because ultimately even to the audience you know Eskel was still new like to me I remember when Eskel appeared being like, yo, that's the dude from the game. Like, I, that's Eskel. All right, exactly. Cool. And then he dies, so I'm like, what the fuck? But to Lexi, who had no, you know, premeditated knowledge, she they could have used anyone, and it would have had the same effect. She had no yeah. attachment to yeah. Eskel. I did a little bit from the game, but I was just kind of like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, he's going to be another badass witcher. And then he dies that same episode. <clears throat> and I'm like, what? Well, if I if I remember right, maybe it's maybe it's Lambert who's like a prick in, the, in, the, in Witcher 3. Who, like, when you get back to Kara Morhen, he complains about how much he doesn't want to be a witcher. Yeah. Yeah, I think it he's is He's like, Lambert. I didn't choose this. This just kind of happened to me. It is Lambert. Because in The Witcher 3, he's the one with the very short <clears throat> hair, and he's just such a dick the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Same for the show as well. Um, Well, yeah, but it's more of like, you know, it's... 
you get like 20 guys all together you know it's gonna be like that they're gonna be a bunch of assholes yeah yeah no, that's how sure. it is my uh yeah i really like uh I do, I do really like how there was a lot of witchers in the season, but I also do find it jarring, like, just how fast they were killing witchers, especially at the end of the yeah. season. They were just wiping them out. Yeah, that, um... I thought... I still think, like, the, uh... The whole combat scenes were crazy, and all the deaths that they did were insane as well. Yeah. So I don't think it was, like, bad deaths either. So I, no, I, I feel no. like it was... And it's all, like, unnamed people, really. Yeah, it's just a witcher. So to your, to in your head, you're like, yo, that's a witcher. And it just... He just died. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but, like, one of the guys gets, like, his head chopped in half by a dragon. Yeah. By the... Uh, and what like, do they call uh, him? Was that not a... Uh, oh, what the hell? They're, they um... Bar- Baraka? Uh, no. They're like basilisks. Basilisks, yeah. They were mutated basilisks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole idea is that they're trying to figure out. Um, I guess it's like this whole spoiler cast is useless if you haven't seen it, but ultimately, um, basically the whole I like how it builds on the whole elder blood thing. Yes. And the the whole idea of, um. Siri wanting her like mutations to become a witcher. Yeah. Yep. Um that whole that whole plot line was pretty good. Um it was. I was actually so, talking to our boss about it because he was asking about Siri. Like he started season two just before both of us, uh like one episode yeah. ahead. And he goes like he was like, What's Siri's deal? Like, what about her? And I was like, Oh, well you don't even you haven't seen real Siri. Like real Siri is a fucking beast. She's a witcher, she has crazy elder powers, like she's a fucking beast. And yep, he was like, yep. oh, okay, really, really. And then I, I agree. I was pretty happy with how they started introducing the Elder Blood and her using her powers more and trying to control them. And I really thought she was going to go through the mutations. I really thought they were going to do it. Well, but she didn't. yeah, but uh, I mean, I thought about it because, again, in The Witcher 3, she mentions that she hasn't undergone her mutations. Yeah. Um, so she's not technically a witcher. She was just trained by witchers her whole life. Yeah, and has some of their, um, like, powers, like the signs, but that's about it. But, um, but then I thought, well, you know, they've deviated from the games and the books as well, so maybe, maybe she does. Um, but no, it's just, like, it was a, it was an interesting storyline, too, because, um, like, how, how Vesemir is, like, absolutely not you're not becoming a witcher i'm not gonna do that and then it's there's like the back and forth or and he finally agrees to do it and then just like right before he does it he has this like flashback of how terrible the process is yeah like the mutations and trial of the grasses and all that yeah no it um you know what I was, and really... then Geralt stops him, and he feels like terrible afterwards. Yeah, he realizes he betrayed Geralt essentially. <clears throat> what I um, what I really thought we were gonna see, and I was actually <laughs> looking forward to, was when Lambert uh, was basically having Siri do uh, like the trial, not the full trial of grasses, yeah. but the initial like obstacle course. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought we were gonna see this really badass scene where Geralt shows up and is pissed and just starts whooping ass against them. Um, not killing them, but basically beating the shit out of them because of an argument. 
but we didn't, mm. and I actually kind of liked it more the way they did it, where it was like, okay, instead of I, the father figure I liked protecting, it a lot. she just she rose up on her own and she you know crushed the course. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. It shows, and then character. like kind of, kind of at the end, like you can tell that that he's proud, but I believe if I remember right, he doesn't really give her like that satisfaction. Yeah. Of like, oh, that was really good. He was just like, oh, you were so close. You could have, you could have finished this course. Yeah, even after she struggles like fifteen times trying the course, and then finally gets her right there. Instead of being like, wow, good job, try again, train, get better, he just looks at her, goes, you almost had it. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Just, I guess it's it's yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, I uh, dude, I actually I really liked the whole uh, plot too with Yennefer trying to use siri i was shook i was like oh no like this is this is bad and like when she starts telling siri like oh garrett Geralt's in sintra he got kidnapped and siri just kind of believes it i was like what yeah that's, that was, I was a like weird. that's kind of objectively terrible yeah i was like that's kind of weird and then i really thought that we were gonna see because jennifer didn't have powers at the time so she was obviously a lot more vulnerable i really thought we were just gonna see siri lose it right at the end when they when she finally told her like Geralt's not there I thought she was going to lose it and, like, beat the shit out of Yennefer. But then the fucking, like, knight showed up. And I'm sitting there the whole time, dude. Like, oh, no. They're going to kidnap her or she's going to use her powers or something. And then Geralt just slices one of their yeah. heads off. And I was like, yes! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> well, there's, like... I, I know the, the first part when they're at the, the temple and the, all the guys break in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and there's, like, basically uh, Siri and Yennefer, like, pinned in, like, a corner. And I said, oh, it's over once Geralt shows up. And then he shows up, and it was over. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> with no weapons, with no weapons, he annihilated an entire crew. That's, dude, that was, like, that's what I like the most about The Witcher, personally. Like, even the games, when I when I play it, um, the way I play Geralt is he yeah. sticks up for people, and he just doesn't take shit. So he knows what he is. So, like... Like you said, when they all show up and I'm like, oh, they're pinned. I'm like, what's going to happen? Is Siri going to use her powers? Is Geralt going to do something? And then Geralt just walks and he goes, move. And they they move. And then they're like, oh, you made your last mistake. Yeah. And then he just kills every single one of them. So it good. shows how much of like a, how much of a, a seasoned and trained, not only witcher, but like fighter that he is. Yeah. And you know what the show does really well too with their combat? Obviously, the choreography mm. in general is just... A plus, S tier, like just amazing. Um, but you don't really see this in a lot of shows or games for that matter. Think of the old Assassin's Creed games, one enemy at a time. You could be surrounded by 50 people and they just swing one at a time and you just do these fancy executions. Right? Yeah. In The yeah. Witcher, it doesn't happen. Like when he was surrounded, he was getting attacked by three people, but he was using one guy as a shield, bending their arm to hold their sword at a certain angle, and like doing all these crazy maneuvers exactly, to fight yeah. three people at a time. They weren't just running at him one at a time. They were attacking as a, they were basically jumping him, and he was using signs to blow two of them back, and then you know deflect with someone else. Like it was so good how they do that. It's just it's perfect. So good. Yeah, it's always awesome to see Geralt uh, fight. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, overall, yeah, this season was a lot better. I had, like, a couple irks with it because it, at the end of the day, it's a show, right? They have to build drama. They have to do certain show things to, to keep people's yeah. interest. And, like, I did notice a fair bit of inconsistencies with certain character things. Like, for example, Geralt in that fight with all those dudes, sweeping the floor with them, wiping them off the face mm -hmm. of this planet. He got, like, sliced once. But then in the end, when he's fighting the Basilisk, 
one of them charges him and Vesemir at like fucking snail speed and knocks them both over. And I'm like, you are a witcher. In reality, you should be able to well, just sidestep it. Well, but yes, yes, but you know, there's a lot going on. That's the thing. That's that's what I chalk it up to. Is just that there's a lot going on. He's focused on Siri, and Vesemir's focused on you know the other witchers not dying. That's kind of how I cope with it in my head. But there's a lot of little things like that that I'm like, ah, you sons of bitches. But they ended up redeeming it because truthfully, I was mad in that basilisk fight. I'm like, dude, they're just killing witchers. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What's going on? Everyone's getting their ass kicked. And then when the one basilisk grabs Geralt and he sticks his sword right in its mouth and then yeah, slices his head yeah. in half, I was like, ah, there we go. That's what I watching wanted. the thing ragdoll off the side of the mountain was so good. <laughs> that was pretty fucking good. But uh, yeah, dude, this season was great and I definitely liked it more, especially the story, just being able to follow it. And I, I still highly recommend yeah. this show yeah. to anybody, even if you've never played The Witcher. If you're even remotely a fantasy fan or like a sword or even even swordplay fan, dude, if you just want a good story, good combat, watch both seasons. Definitely, I would say have a guide for the first season afterwards to yeah. summarize it. Yeah, you might have to you might have to look into like a, the lore a little bit. Yeah, because they don't explain like they don't really do an excellent job of explaining like what a witcher really is or like what the world is all about or like the signs and all that yeah yeah no for sure and uh also i just want to talk about i want to give fringilla some credit for that scene where she kills everyone at the round table or at the dining table that was crazy i didn't expect that fringilla so basically for context again like chris said if you haven't watched it or you don't know you it won't really matter for you but she basically freezes a group of Nilfgaardians in place and just walks up one by one slices their throats stabs one through the eye stabs one through the chin fucking stabs another one in the side of the head and just she just executes them while they're all frozen well, because in place. because basically they're kind of planning to have her have her killed because yeah. they she's like she's rounded up all these elves and then they don't want to like fight or do anything so and they've kind of changed their minds around and stuff so yeah and i do have to say chris i um i'm a bit of an idiot I do have to say. Why? So the big, the big reveal at the end of season two is that uh, Amir is actually Ciri's dad looking for her. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not really a reveal. Like, you know that. Well, here's the thing. You should know that. But if you don't know anything <laughs> about The Witcher, bless you, if that was a sneeze, you wouldn't know that. I was coughing. That was kind of the reveal was for, like, the show never tells you that Amir was her dad. Yeah. So that's where I was dumb because... I kept hearing the name Emir, and I kept confusing it with the guy from the Wild Hunt. Uh, what is it? Uh, it begins with an E. What's his name? Uh, uh, it's like Imlarith or something. Imlarith. Yeah, Imlarith is what it is, I believe. Um, oh, okay. And I kept confusing it with him, and I'm like, Imlarith? Why Why is the Wild Hunt a leader? I'm, I'm confused. And then finally, at the end of the season, they show him from behind, and I'm like, oh, it's Ciri's dad. This whole season, I've been like, oh, I wonder who Amir is, I wonder who Amir is. And in my head, I'm like, I knew the whole time it was Ciri's dad. I just didn't, yeah. it just didn't click yeah. in my head because I'm fucking stupid. But uh, I'm excited for like where season three can go. And it's definitely yeah. going to be a season three if you pay attention to how that ends. There's a lot of plot lines that open up. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see where the show goes. I think it's going to be interesting either way. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I highly recommend the show for really anybody regardless if you've played the witcher read the witcher books whatever just 
give it a look. And, and Henry Cavill's always awesome to see on screen. He's a really good actor, as is most of the supporting cast. So they're all really, he, really good actors and actresses. He plays Geralt really well. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. And uh, he actually, he was saying he wants to star in a Red Dead movie. Funny enough. He uh, was talking about that the other day on Twitter, I think it was, or in an interview. He plays... He plays... His character is going to be him playing Geralt of Rivia playing Arthur Morgan. <laughs> so it's just like, he sounds exactly like Geralt, but he delivers like Arthur Morgan lines. <laughs> Instead of boy, he's like, boy. He's more like uh, Christopher Judge playing God of War. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Roach. That's <laughs> it. Every, every horse he addresses. Yo, poor, poor one out for Roach, though. I didn't expect Roach to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't ex- I, I mean, I didn't expect it really either, but yeah, it's not out of left field because it's like, it's kind of implied a lot where it's like, oh, he's had a hundred million horses and they've all been called Roach. So yeah, even in the it Witcher doesn't 3. matter whether it's the same Roach or not. Yeah, even in The Witcher 3, I think it's Yennefer, someone who asked uh, Geralt, is like, why'd you name him Roach? And he's like, well, I've had a hundred horses, and they've all been named Roach, so. Yeah. Yeah, that that made sense. But, um, yeah, dude, I um, I have to say, what was your what was your favorite fight in the whole show? Favorite fight? Probably that one in the temple. It was so good. Yeah, I agree. It was the build-up, and they were cornered, and then, and I was expecting Geralt to show up. But then I remembered, oh, Geralt doesn't have his weapons. How is this going to play out? And it played out fantastic. Yeah. It was it was amazing. No, I agree. My favorite fight was probably the one in the <laughs> temple. Anytime Geralt fights humans, like the Butcher of Lavican scene from season one, yeah. that's my favorite one. Well, nothing can beat that scene, I think. I think they like they really peaked with like Geralt fighting people in the Butcher of Lavican scene. Yeah, because he just does it with such cadence. He just eliminates like an army like a small army like a little militia it's like it's almost yeah it it is almost like he's like uh doing a uh a fancy dance routine more so than slaughtering generations of people yeah pretty much um he does it with such ease my favorite monster fight in the whole season though might be more than likely either the brutza from the first episode or, that one was decent, yeah. Or um, the fucking, I forget what he called it, but the monster that looks like a giant ant that destroyed the tree. That destroyed the uh, lichen or whatever. Oh, the leshy? Leshy, I mean. Yeah, it destroyed the leshy. And whatever that monster was, I don't think he ever gave it a name because he said he didn't know what it was. That monster. Well, yeah, because they're trying to figure out because it's like... A mutated the, thing. Yeah. That um, was a good fight. I thought the one, it was another... Um, like the Leshy and that other monster. It was like monster from a different sphere mm-hmm. thing. Um, I forget what it was. It was like a mutated something or other. He finds it when he's with uh, Istrid, and it gets away from him. Ish. And then he fights it again with Siri. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that fight is pretty good because he essentially... um. It's another one of those things where you don't really know what's going to happen. Um, like, essentially, Siri is bait, and <laughs> he has to bait out this monster, and then he comes up and he kills it with a stick. Yeah. Yeah, This is that's actually the fight where Roach dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that fight. That's actually that. I forgot about that one. That one's sick, because he just, 
like you said, you just don't know what's going to happen, and then he just, like, leaps off, like, a little, small little uh, embankment and just slices it from, like, ass to fucking mouth, dude, just right across. It was a good fight. Yeah. That's a cool one, too. The Britza fight Show is goes awesome, crazy. though. I think the Britza fight just has a special place in terms of monster fights. I can't compare the monster fights to the human fights because the human fights are just way better. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, like, you think about it, the the Bruxa, it's, like, almost a person. It is almost a person. For the first half of the fight, it's, it's like, a person. Because it's, like, I mean, the vampires in general, like, in that, in the lore are incredibly, like, intelligent as monsters go. Yeah. So, they, uh, they're really hard to fight usually the whole build-up of the uh, the fight with the brutza the whole brutza scene and the whole uh kind of way that whole scene goes so essentially first episode Geralt takes shelter with an old friend and you just know something's wrong something's just yeah weird. I, I was like something's off and i was like Geralt's gonna kill this guy yeah that that's what i thought that's pretty much first. what i thought too was like all right Geralt's gonna kill this guy something weird's going on and then you get like a a weird flash of like hair hanging from the ceiling and like an eye peeking and you're like what the fuck is that like i thought it was like a well, decrepit child well here's the thing is when i saw it i thought it was like oh there's like a um a godling in his house because that happens a couple times in the witcher 3 in the witcher 3 you come in contact with godlings which are like little little children creatures yeah and they just hang out in houses and they're like they cause mischief and yeah they like they act as if they're ghosts they kind of haunt the place but they're just a physical being that's kind of what I was thinking too is that this is some like little child creature I was leaning towards like a godling or just some other creature I don't know about um but then the way this the the cinematography the cinema masterpiece that is the scene where the fucking Brutza comes out of the wall while Siri's sleeping and then crawls and skitters yeah. across the ceiling and then drops down well, and skitters. Every, so good. Well, it's like every scene that's, like, with uh, the Bruxa is filmed like a horror movie. Yes. Yep. So I, I think it's done It's done really well. It was done really well. And, like, you, you said this to me as well in person when we spoke about it a little bit when we first started watching it. The Bruxa is filmed at, like, a different frame rate. They cut out frames from her movement. Yeah, they do the, the horror movie thing where they cut frames of movement so they move more Juttery and Yeah, exactly. It's, like, otherworldly. Like, every movement that the, the Bruxa does, and I don't know who the actress was, but I do have to say the facial expressions, just top tier. Like, great actress. Yeah, she did a pretty good job. Like, the facial movements, the slight head movements, the slight eye movements, the way her mouth moves. Oh, just so... That scene, I watched it. Let's see, had fallen asleep. I watched it at like ten thirty at night, alone in our bedroom, and I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of fucking creepy." I ain't gonna lie. Like, just give me some tingles, dude. And it's just so good well, from there, yeah. all the way through. So good. It's another one of those things where you kind of like. It was just a misunderstanding. If the guy just said something up up front, I feel like Geralt would have been kind of understanding. Yeah, he probably would have been skeptical, but he wouldn't have murdered the thing. He probably would have just kept an eye out, you know, and not went to exactly. sleep. Exactly. Like I, and because the guy hid it, like uh, he he hid the fact that there was a, a Bruxa living with him that he inadvertently caused the thing to be killed by Geralt. Yeah, you have a monster slayer with you who comes across a monster they were unaware of. Especially a monster that is interacting with his basically adopted daughter. <laughs> um, what do you expect? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everything in that whole scene, or whole uh, episode, I mean, in that portion, 
the way it starts at the beginning with this weird like prologue of random characters getting killed by a random monster and then it all comes in full circle up until Geralt's like it flies and then it shows him taking a potion or an elixir yeah yeah that whole thing just had me I'm like come on come on what's he gonna fight what's he gonna fight I I think the best part of that whole like part where they're in the house that whole portion of the show um the best part I think is when they're throwing the knives and then and Geralt is like something's definitely up here and he grabs his own knife and he throws it and it's perfect yes yeah he's throwing knives he goes, like a dog why, yep he's like why are you why are you lying to me yeah what's going on here yep no that's uh that's 100 percent true actually speaking of that scene um i think i might be making this up but i think he references his medallion uh being like aware that something fucking weird was going on and that brings me back to so. the end of the season where i was uh where i talked before about being like annoyed that the basilisk pushed them out of the way and like what the fuck they should have seen that the other thing that I thought was weird was when Siri was initially attacking um, when she was possessed by the Deathless Mother, none of the yeah. medallions rang. And I don't know if there's a lore reason for that, but I was like, what the what the fuck? Like, you have an entire tree of medallions hanging, and it rings at the end, which is the best part. Um, yeah. And I really thought, right, so when Siri's going through and she's executing the Witchers, I said this out loud to Letsy, none of them had their medallions on. And then it switches scenes to Vesemir, and he had his medallion on. And I literally said to Letsy, like, oh, I bet his medallion's going to ring and he's going to wake up. But it never did. And I'm like, I just don't understand how or well, why. Well, I think it's more for, like, they can they can detect, like, magic. That's, like, more so a possession. I don't know if it's the same sort of thing. I suppose, Or if yeah. it was just part there, something they're ignoring for the sake of building drama. Well, that's what I, I'm leaning towards. Because even <clears throat> though, like, for example, with, um, what's it called? With uh, The Witcher 3. Uh, Geralt's medallion will hum with wraiths and things like that. That's not really necessarily magic. It's kind of like a uh, demon, which is essentially what the Deathless Mother was. He even calls her a demon that the Witchers captured. So I was just, I think it was for the sake of drama, but I'm kind of like a huge continuity snob sometimes. And I'm not usually the one who pits up on stuff like that, but when I do, I'm like, what the fuck? And I have the same complaint, truthfully, same exact complaint with Spider Man PS4. One of my biggest complaints about the game ever was how in one scene, uh, Spider-Man spider sense is like his best tool and then in the next scene like if you remember the city hall bombing in Spider-Man PS4 yeah he, his yeah. spider sense goes off and he's just like fucking dumbfounded he's like oh and then everything blows up <laughs> and that pissed me off yeah so I mean I feel like there's there's in everything there's not that. just the Witcher just that in any piece of media it's like there's part things that they set up that are later ignored for the sake of drama and yeah for the sake of drama or for the sake of like you know putting the characters in a bind exactly you you build this character you give them a set you know a bag of tools essentially and then yeah you realize afterwards that while those tools are great Geralt and all the other witchers have these tools that could have made them overpowered in that sense right where if their medallion did ring as soon as Siri showed up they'd be like oh the fuck's going on you know yeah, um, something's wrong. So, yeah. I, I do understand why. It's just sometimes I'm like, damn it. And they make up for it, too. With I like how smart they make Geralt on this, where he's looking at Siri, and she is like, oh, there was a monster. I heard it scream. It killed the other witchers. I ran. And he's like, you ran? How'd you get away? How did it not hear you? How did yeah. you scream but not wake yeah. Vesemir? And the whole time, Siri or the Deathless Mother's like, oh, fuck. And it's like, 
that's not stuff you see in shows a lot of times. A lot of times you're like, oh, come on, the character doesn't realize this. But Geralt, every time I thought that, like, oh, come on, he should know. He immediately would say well, something like, no, this isn't right. Yeah, it's another one of those things where it shows, like, how experienced of, like, a witcher that Geralt is. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. it, it happens a lot in the games where he's like, oh, this definitely happened this way, and he's right every time. Yeah. No, it's because uh, he good. knows what he's he knows what he's dealing with. Yeah, exactly, and that's the type of shit I like. I like when you build this <clears> character, <throat> especially like Geralt, who's supposed to be such a badass, and then they live up to it yeah. by doing things like that. I'm always like, yes, that was fucking sick, dude. The intuition, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, like he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, overall, uh, Witcher season two, very good show, so I highly recommend it. Yep, overall. Good show. Good show. And I think you had the now, same. I think you had the same idea as me, Chris, by the way. Not oh, did I? Pretty sure you did. Because after watching the show, I started replaying The Witcher 3. And I noticed you were you playing it. You are never going to guess what I started replaying. Yeah, I uh, I started replaying The Witcher <coughs> 3 on my PC. Um, yep. Man. Yep, I did the same. I did not realize how much number one i don't really remember that game like a lot of the little stuff i had forgotten because it's been so yeah, long same thing same and honestly. also i just forgot how nice the world was because as i've said numerous times i started on the switch and i played it 99.9 percent on the switch <clears throat> and it's a really good port like don't get me wrong if you have no other means to play it you will still get a fantastic game and a great value too for the price on the switch oh yeah it's a it's a an excellent game on anything you play it but on. dude on my pc i have it on ultra locked 144 playing with a ps5 controller yep. dude this game yep. looks incredible and i'm addicted to it right now it's such a it's such a good time the the thing that i've noticed though um the thing that i've noticed is like i never thought this would happen right i i now this game's like seven years old now so like i i started playing it and i was like oh this feels dated now it's weird yes because it felt last time I played it was like 2017, two years or 2016 after release, yeah. or whatever, and it felt really good to play. But now I'm like, oh, it's starting to show its age a little. Yes, I agree. And and I've also noticed that I'm now spoiled by Red Dead Redemption Two on how good the horse works. <laughs> oh my god, the horse is so bad in The Witcher Three, dude. It's the like it's so in, bad in how like how realistic and how fluid just how real the horse is in red dead 2 where it's like oh ro i'm fighting 16 drowners right now and roach is running around in circles like an idiot <laughs> while i blast the the horse while i blast it with fire it's yeah. just running around like an idiot yeah i hate this stupid thing yeah i wish it at least had like the flea option that like Red Dead had, where you could be like, just leave, go away. Yeah, because even in the show, Geralt has that too, where he's like, run, Roach, and then it, it runs away, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like, get, get, leave, go away. I'm fighting things right now. You know what else I realized, Chris? That's kind of bothering me. What's that? I do not. I'm probably gonna get shot for this. I do not like Geralt's voice actor. Ha really? Henry Cavill does a way better job. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll say this too. Um, I guess I didn't notice it's the first like couple times I played the game. Uh, it has that same thing that I think Cyberpunk has, where like not all of it, but like there's some moments where the 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 dialogue is so awkward, so fucking awkward. 
Like, there's there's points where I'm like, oh, that's, uh, I don't like how that sounded. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of animation things, too, where, like, Geralt will be standing there, and the way he walks is, like, he, like, swings his arms almost like it's, like, a fucking bubble boy from, uh, his, what's it called, Bubble Buddy from Spongebob? He's, like, he's just walking. There's that, but, uh, I agree. Yeah, he's, it, some of it, some of the voice acting's really awkward, but I think, I mean, in a way, I think that kind of makes sense because it would probably be less awkward if it was not a witcher giving these lines. Yeah. Right? Because uh, the witchers, as they sit, are just like, they're not supposed to have emotions. They're supposed to be like, you know, muted in the sense of like being human. They're supposed to be warriors first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I need to say, I like, I kind of wish I could get a version of the game where Henry Cavill delivers the voice lines because I think his voice has the perfect balance of being human while also sounding unhuman. Versus, I feel like Geralt in the game yeah, is just good. like, take our podcast, fucking bass boost it to the maximum. <laughs> and that's Geralt. Um, you know what I also did notice, not just about The Witcher, but just while playing it. Um, the way video games in general are structured, you kind of do, for the sake of padding out the game or adding in more content to the game you kind of end up doing things that are out of character for the character of the game. Like what? Like, like this happens in, in The Witcher, I've noticed a lot, where it's like, you know, normally, right, Geralt, you know, he's like a decent guy, but like he couldn't be bothered about a lot of things. It's like, oh, this old lady's crying because she had her pan stolen. Geralt wouldn't give a shit. But I give a shit because I'm playing the game and I want to and I want to get this lady your pen. I want to get some experience points and level up. Right. And, normally, yeah. normally Geralt as a character wouldn't give a shit. So I'm trying to play the game more so as like how Geralt would play as a character. I'm still doing all the content, but like I give different responses because I'm like, oh, this is how Geralt would answer the question, not how I would answer the question. Yeah, I do have to agree um, with that. There, there's in a lot, and of that. this happens. This happens in Red Dead 2 a lot as well, because there's so much content in that game. I'm like, oh, the way Arthur Morgan is, he wouldn't give a shit. He wouldn't He wouldn't mess around with this European guy who has a boat that he's a little remote-control boat. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I uh, I do have to say, with The Witcher, more than a lot of games, like, and I think even Valhalla does this too, there's a very <clears throat> clear Geralt line, and then there's a very clear player yeah. line. Yeah. Um, exactly. Where you'll have a response that's like, "Oh no, my uh, my kid uh, got lost, blew up, and I don't know what to do." And there's a line that's like, "Don't have time for this." And there's a line that's like, "Fine, I'll do it for free." And you're like, "Geralt would never say I'll do this for free." Like, yeah, what? exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, this is me being a good person as a player. No, witchers don't work for free. Geralt wouldn't do this. Yeah. Um. And, and there's also, um, there's another thing too, where, um, when you do the second, like the full quest line for, um, for, uh, Kira, um, like there's an option where, um, like you basically, you have dinner with her and there's like an option and it leads to like just a sex scene with her essentially, but you can just be like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. There's someone else I, I'm with right now. Yeah. So I feel like that's how Geralt would answer the line. 
So that's what I did. Yeah, which I'm actually on that quest line right now. I just got to Fike Isle. I'm probably going to do the same thing. Oh, because yeah. I'm kind of going I finished that up last night. Did you? Yeah, it's probably what I'm going to do right after this. But I'm going... Well, I'm still going to romance uh, Yennefer. That's what I did, like, in all my other playthroughs. So. Yeah, I'm going for Triss. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try for Triss. I want to try to get her to stay. Damn. I lost her last time. Um, But... And Yennefer. I, I'm going to go for both. But they don't end up fucking tying me up like that. <laughs> He's collecting women <laughs> but no i very much am going for a similar route where i'm going more Geralt uh than i am because my first play yeah. was very jordan and same thing with red dead where i was high honor the entirety of red dead but now when i did my recent red dead playthrough which i still haven't even really finished i started off the game just being like a savage and then towards the middle to the end is when i started to turn into good arthur yeah and that, i guess that makes sense with with you know arthur as a character um and i well because that's difficult too is because there's a lot of certain things where there's a lot of certain things with that game where or games in general where oh if you don't do this a certain way you get this ending you know that kind of thing yeah or like if you don't do this this and this then this will happen yeah pretty much that. And in the in the Witcher three, I've noticed like it's surprisingly difficult or surprisingly easy to fail quests in that game. Yeah, I, so, I do agree. Like I I messed up one thing and I had to reload a save because I failed a quest. I was finishing up a quest and I was on my way back to to a place, and um, I was on my way back. I did the Forefathers Eve quest with the Peller. And I was on my way back to the Peller's house. Right? And, um, I, uh, ran into the Baron, the Bloody Baron, and then I, it triggered the Return to Crookback Bog quest. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, you need to go with this guy now. But it didn't tell me that, so I fast-traveled anyway. Um, and it failed the quest, so I had to reload the save and do the quest. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know what I took for granted? I took for granted, I remember my Geralt being just a badass. Tons of abilities, tons of power, <clears throat> unstoppable force. Um, and I did it a fresh save. I didn't do New Game Plus because I just didn't remember a lot of the game before. So I wanted just a brand new, fresh start for the first time on PC. And, uh, yeah. I forget how much of a bitch you are at the start of that game. I almost died to oh, five drowners, yeah. dude. I almost got my shit rocked. Dude, the I think the biggest, like, the biggest threat in the first, like, I don't know, six hours of that game is, like, packs of wolves. Yes. Yeah. Because you, you go into, like, a forest, and then you're surrounded by probably eight or ten wolves. And they'll all attack you like in sequence mm-hmm. so and when they attack you you get stunned so they can just chain attacks and each of the attacks takes like i don't know probably 10 or 12 percent of your health so like every time these things attack you you can get down to like a quarter of your health within a couple of seconds yeah i uh what actually rocked my shit hard was in the Kiramets quest where you're going after siri uh with the elves uh dungeon I fucking, yeah. those golems, dude, 
I just didn't have the equipment to fight oh my the Golem, God. or especially um, the other yeah. rock monster. I forget what the fuck they're called, but not the Golem. That thing took forever for me to beat to death, dude. Well, here's the thing, too, is I didn't buy a um, a new silver sword. Like, I didn't get a new silver sword until, like, I think I was, like, level 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. And so I was still using the standard Witcher's silver sword. <laughs> so there was a part where I had to fight. Um, I was doing, in the Baron's quest line, I was doing the... Uh, the thing with the tree where you have to like kill the spirit in the tree. Yeah, and it's the werewolf. And outside, and outside the tree, there's a werewolf. And this werewolf, if you have the regular Witcher's silver sword, you can't kill it. It heals. It heals faster than you can damage it. Yeah. Yep. I uh, so had that issue. so I I was like I started this fight and I was fighting this stupid thing for like five minutes. And I was still at full health, so I was like, I'm leaving. I'm getting a new silver sword, and I'm gonna deal with this the right way. So I got the new silver sword and I came back and I and I mopped the floor. Yeah. No, I had that same so, issue on my Switch playthrough with that tree mission. I had to leave and get a sword, but I actually just had a similar issue. Um, have you done these? I think it's a side quest. I don't think it's a main quest. Yeah, it's definitely a side quest where you look for the guy's missing wife. Uh, he's the hunter, uh, Neilan. Yeah, I did that. That was the same thing. That one, that fight took me like no joke. That took me like fifteen minutes. Yeah, same. I first of all, I did the fight. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I tried to do a different uh, dialogue option. I did the fight. I got him down. He got knocked down. The bitch showed up, and he said, "I'm gonna kill her." And I tried to do uh, kind of more of the Geralt response, which, or at least what I think would be the Geralt response, which was like, "No, you're not killing her. I'm gonna kill you." And that was a mistake. He killed me right <laughs> right after I said that. So then I reloaded. I beat him again, and then I just said, "Kill her. I, I don't care. Kill her." Um, yeah, that's usually the option I take because I, I also kind of feel like that's how how Geralt would would respond he's like i don't really care do what you're gonna do mm -hmm. because this person is obviously done wrong yeah but if you show up again i'll kill you you're done yeah and then eventually at the end you know he shows up and he's like hey just do it just please. kill me i like how it doesn't even give you the option either <laughs> yeah Carol's but i like, think oh. that makes sense too because I, I feel like either way i would have picked to just yeah because it's still a monster at the end of the day. if you don't kill him, you're making this guy suffer who wants to die. If you do kill him, you're doing what Geralt exactly. should do. It's his job to take out a monster like that. Plus, you get the key after to get the chest. Yeah, so. that, that's true. You get a... Uh... But um, the the issue with that game, I think, is that with the, the silver sword thing in general, is you don't get silver swords, really. No, it's always steel. Or a different <clears throat> weapon. You only get steel... Because no one... Cause no one carries silver swords except witchers yeah so you either have to buy or craft new silver swords yep so that's the that's the i think kind of a pet peeve with the game yeah i have was like you have to buy i had to buy a new silver sword yeah no i agree so i i do that makes sense like you said too because who carries it besides a witch everyone else is gonna have a steel sword or a mace or an axe or you know i mean i feel like even if like just for the sake of breaking immersion if they just put one like in a chest somewhere yeah i feel like it would just balance out the game more yeah no i agree because you don't find silver swords like you said ever so i had to i had to buy one too so that would definitely be a, a nice little change of pace <clears throat> to balance out basically everything else so but yeah and i also found myself surprised with how much i remember like how much like little things i remember about that game yep because <clears throat> i'm like 
oh, all right, this is coming back to me now. I know if I do this, this will happen this way, like with the tree quest. Like, I know if I kill the thing, then the Baron gets his wife back. I know if I free the thing, the Baron kills himself. Yeah, no, I, um, actually, funny enough, like, the entire side quest with Neelan, the hunter, I remember that entire <clears> thing. Like, I was like, oh, cool, a new quest. Yeah, I started same it, and then thing. I was like, oh, I know exactly where this goes. I'm going to find his wife. Yeah, I remember this. He's the werewolf, and blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but a lot of the main it's, stuff it's, I'm still enjoying. Uh, honestly, yeah, there's a lot of the a lot of the main stuff that I've just forgotten. Yeah, like I remember the like the Baron story and all that, but like I just I didn't remember how how fucked up it was. I know, I know. <laughs> like, and you get the little guy. I remember how terrible of a person the Baron is. Um. And in the end, I almost feel like, I almost kind of feel bad that he got his wife back, because, like, I don't know what he's going to actually do. Yeah, I know. My uh, my goal in this playthrough is just to do a bunch of side stuff, because I really enjoyed the side content in The Witcher. It's, like, um, pretty good. I'm thinking of doing just, like, kind of a quicker playthrough, like, as quick as that game can be. I'm not going to be skipping, like, side quests or anything. Um, But I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely doing, like, I'm going to be doing, like, things I wouldn't normally do in an RPG like that. Like, I'm going to be fast traveling and, like, um, buying things rather than trying to get materials and craft them. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it that way. Like, I'm not going to go for the, the playthrough I did where I got all the master crafted or the grandmaster armors and I put them in my house in, uh, in, in Toussaint. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to be kind of. This is how I would play the game if I was playing it for the first time ever. I'm just gonna like, but I'm also gonna like fast travel around and whatever. Yeah, that's actually my so. other goal too. Is I've never done the blood and wine expansion, so I'm gonna be doing that after the main story. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm finally so gonna do it. So everyone, every time uh, I hear like a question of like, what's the best DLC ever made? Everyone, I have almost all every time I hear the answer, blood and wine. Yeah. Well, it's like a whole new game, like like you've said before. And I was I was half tempted to do the because you can choose like if you can choose to do blood and wine only. Mm-hmm. I was half tempted to just do blood and wine only, but I'll I'll play through because I don't know where it would would drop you off. So I'm just gonna play through the whole game. Yeah, yeah. No, that's my goal. Is to so go I can the whole tailor, game. I can tailor Geralt to the um, I can tailor Geralt to how I want to play the game rather than the game tailoring Geralt to how it thinks I should play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's my goal, though, is to tip my way through The Witcher 3 and then Blood and Wine for the first time. So that should be exciting. I just hope I can kind of go at a good pace because there's a lot of games coming out in the next month or two that I'm just going to end up getting pulled away from it again like I did on the what's, Switcher. Uh, what's coming out? Oh, I know uh, what's it, what's it called is coming out, right? Dying Light 2. Yeah. Yeah, that comes out next month as well as Sifu. That game that I mentioned, um, those are the two big ones for me, and then there's a couple other like little indie games. Plus, I have I have so many games backlogged right now, dude. I I bought yeah. I have Returnal. I still haven't touched since our last podcast where I talked about it. Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I bought on Black Friday. I installed it. Haven't launched it. I still have to finish Miles Morales 100 percent because I finished the PS5 Spider Man or PS4 Spider Man 100 percent. I gotta do the same thing for Miles Morales. I have uh, the Sinking City. It's a game I've always wanted to play. It's like a Lovecraft uh, horror game. It was on sale mm-hmm. for Black Friday. I bought that. Got that installed. 
Um, I just got called to be Vanguard that I've been playing with Let's See, and I'll be playing with our boss eventually. It's actually pretty good. Just saying. I wouldn't recommend buying it full price, but it's actually pretty good Call of Duty. Not going to lie. I, uh... I mean, I've been. I just bought a. I just bought Pray for the Gods, and I played like the first boss, and I and I haven't touched it since. Makes sense. I want to replace. I want to replace Cyberpunk at some point. Yeah, I would give it a little longer. Because I feel like one year on, like they have to have finished it by now, right? So there is. Um, it's primarily the consoles that got a little bit of like a makeover. The PC is very similar still. Um, there's nothing that's been changed with pacing. So there's a YouTuber that I've, I watched called Game Range. That uh, I mean, like that. I don't give a shit about that. Like, I feel like I got... What, this is, like, the only game I've played where I got way less enjoyment out of it because of all the bugs. Like, there was a lot of points where I didn't even know what was happening in the story because I was, like, I was so focused on trying to work around all the bugs. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Fighting all the bugs. So I, so I, I do feel agree. like I would like it a lot more... I'd like it a lot more if there was no if there was less bugs, and I guess a lot of that's been a lot of that's been fixed. Yeah, a lot of the bugs have been fixed. I know there's still um, definitely a, a good amount of issues with the game, uh, specifically with AI. But beyond that, I mean, yeah, a lot of it has been fixed. So there's uh, that to look forward to. I do plan on replaying Cyberpunk probably in a while, probably like six to eight months. Mm. Honestly, probably when they finally. Uh, finish their roadmap for patches and switch over to DLC because then I'll know by that point yeah, I'm that not, it's probably done. I mean, I'm not in a crazy rush to play it either. Uh, I do want to get it done though. Yeah. You know what game I want to replay that I've been seeing? Resident Evil Village. Mm. I really want to replay that again. Really? Yeah. The <laughs> the thing now, the, I think the issue with, with like me is that I'll play a game and I'll play it like fully, and then I'm like, you know what? What if I just go back and replay a game I've already played? Yeah. So I, I replay games a lot. Yeah, I'm usually not like that. It has to be like a game that I really enjoyed, um, or a long time. So like Red Dead Two, that's and I'm you know, a given. And that's why I love the idea of new game pluses, like putting in a new game plus. Mm-hmm. Like I love that with The Witcher. Um, I wanted to do a new game plus on God of War, but I think I'm just going to, instead of playing it again on PlayStation, I'm just going to wait for it to come out on PC, which is in, like, what, a couple weeks? Two weeks from today, or yesterday, rather. Yeah. So I might might buy that, like, today, and then just... Or I I might wait for it to come out and see how it looks when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I still think I'm just going to play it on PC. I'm not, like, a big... I'm not, like, a big pre-order guy. Yeah. I'd rather wait till it comes out. Yeah, I was gonna get it on PC because according to uh, what's it called, according to their system requirements, I could run it on what's called high graphics instead of original. Um, but I realized I'm like, is it necessarily worth it? I own it on PS4. I can literally install it on the PS5 right now and play it at 60 frames. Do I really care that much? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I don't have a PS5, so like, I mean, even if it looks like the PS4 version on my PC but with higher at a higher rate. frame rate, yeah, I would be perfectly happy because even on on PS4, like I had a launch PS4, an original PS4, it looked pretty good. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. Like, it it was a very decent looking game. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel like I'm not gonna play it with a keyboard and mouse. I just feel like it's not that kind of game. Um. So, like, Days Gone, when that came out on PC, I bought that right away because, mm-hmm. number one, I didn't have a PS5 at the time, and number two, it is greatly enhanced with a P- uh, keyboard and mouse. But 
God of War, like, I couldn't really imagine myself playing it any other way, so I'm probably just going to install it on PS5 at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'll see how it goes. Like, again, I want to see how it works. I feel like they must, like, I feel like they would have to have optimized it for a keyboard and mouse, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, worst case, you can always plug in a controller, but I know you're a big proprietor of, obviously, keyboard and mouse, so. I'm I'm a big keyboard and mouse fan in general, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. But uh But I, I do admit there are games that just handle better on controllers. Yeah, no for sure. Um but yeah. That's uh that's all I got for this one, if you're good. Yeah. Good Witcher spoiler cast, good everything. Yeah, good Witcher spoiler cast. Hopefully people enjoyed. Now I have to come up with a witty thumbnail. We'll see. Gotta clickbait everybody. <laughs> a thumbnail just uh photoshop us both as a Geralt. <laughs> Fighting. Fighting each other. Fighting each other. How are you going to pull that off? Who knows? No idea. But, uh, or no, here's even better. I'll put Geralt's head on our bodies, so it's even worse. Oh, yeah, so it looks terrible. Yeah. But, uh, do, like, no, don't even do, like, uh, like, Witcher, like, Netflix Witcher. Don't do, like, Witcher 3 Geralt. Do, like, Witcher 1 Geralt. <laughs> i'll put us just out of out of left field i'll just put us on like nathan drake's body instead (laughs) completely unrelated so it makes literally no sense we talked about the witcher the whole episode yeah but no it's 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 uncharted time baby uncharted time oh speaking of that that's the other thing that comes out uh in a couple days the uncharted remake uncharted 5 yeah so uh, I have the I have the first three remastered. I never even put the disc in my PlayStation. <laughs> nice, but uh, yeah, I'm done. We good? Yeah, we'll round it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Do a, yeah. do a little. We do a little rounding. We do a little rounding. But uh, yeah, that's it. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to drop a like. If you're on YouTube, if you're yeah. not, be sure to leave a uh, email in our inbox. Snapsmusfire at pm. Yeah. Me. Comments, questions, concerns, and death threats. Whatever the hell you want to send us, we'll read it out. Yeah. Uh, and as always, you can find us natively on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, and of course, Pocket Cast, my app of choice. There's also the RSS feed. Put it in whatever media consumption app you want. And YouTube.com, where we have the video platform. So uh, yeah, find us there. I tried to get video on Spotify because I know they support it, but it's uh, not working. So sorry. Yeah, I don't know what the the deal is. I don't know if you need to be like a special creator. You need to be, like, one of the chosen ones on Spotify to do it. Probably. Because the only podcast I've seen that has video on Spotify is Joe Rogan, which he is a Spotify, like, partner, essentially. Yeah. So, maybe we'll get there someday. But, uh, yeah. That's it. I'm out. I'm done. We're done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Finale. Finite. Done. Complete. Done. For this time. For five minutes, and then we go to 75. Perhaps. Mayhaps. Okay, bye.